Welcome to Category Visionaries, the show dedicated to exploring exciting visions for the future from the founders who are on the front lines building it. In each episode, we'll speak with a visionary founder who's building a new category or reimagining an existing one. We'll learn about the problem they solve, how their technology works, and unpack their vision for the future. I'm your host, Brett Stapper, CEO of Frontlines Media. Now let's dive right into today's episode. Hey, everyone, and thanks for listening. Today, I'm speaking with Bazu Ashokan, CEO of Radius Agent, a real estate tech platform that's raised over $19 million in funding. Bazu, thanks for chatting with me today. Thanks, Brad. Thanks for having me. How did I do on pronouncing your name? Bijou Ashokan. You said okay. it right. I got it pretty close. Perfect. So before <laughs> we begin talking about what you're building, let's start the quick summary of who you are and a bit more about your background. Yeah. So as I said, my name is Bijou Ashokan. I'm the CEO of Radius, and uh, my background is predominantly in software engineering. By education, I'm a software engineer and did my master's from Carnegie Mellon in information systems back in 2008. And this is my second PropTech firm. I've started my career in PropTech. So my first startup was called Metroplots. We ran it for about six years, got an exit. Now this is my second startup. Amazing. And before we begin talking about what you're building there, let's talk about a few questions just to better understand who you are as a founder and who you are as an entrepreneur. So is there a specific CEO that you've really studied and learned the most from? Elon Musk. Sorry, I was kidding. Uh, your notes that do not say Elon Musk. I don't really have one person. Like for me, if someone starts a company, they're already in the top 1%. And if they're remotely successful, they have all my respect. I like tech-focused CEOs, the people who make really good products, always inspire me. Aaron Levy is one of them. And then there's Spencer Raskoff in in the prop tech industry, Pete Flint. There's a bunch of them, but I mainly get inspired by products more than people. Makes sense. And what about books? Is there a specific book that's had a major impact on you? Yeah, I like reading books uh, written by sports coaches. So one of my favorite is Alex Ferguson, who is the coach of Manchester United. There's a book called Leading, which I constantly go back to reading which constantly inspires me and motivates me. Nice. Yeah, I just started reading a book. I think it's called The Confidence Code. Have you heard of that? No, I'm writing it down. It's good. It's by a sports psychologist and a military psychologist. And it's, uh, yeah. it's really fascinating. So I think it's in line with what you mentioned there of enjoying it. Yeah, a lot of parallels between sports clubs and companies. And things happen at a lot faster pace in sports. So there's you have to be on your toes all the time. So Absolutely. Now, one other question before we jump into Radius. Can you just walk us through what the state of prop tech looks like today? I mean, it is a down market. Uh, this year, end of this year, and possibly next year, the beginning too, there's not going to be a lot of transactions. But having said that, this is a great opportunity for a lot of tech firms to make meaningful tech for real estate. I do think the last two, three years, and maybe the next two, three years more so, is going to be heavy on prop tech. Uh, things that can really optimize all the workflows that real estate agents can do and consumers can do, mortgage lenders can do. There's a lot of interesting things happening. So when we come out of this possible recession, I think there's going to be a lot of interesting things happening. And this is probably a dumb question, but how do you define the difference between real estate tech and prop tech? For me, it's the same thing, but there's a lot of elements to it. Mm -hmm. So if you want to buy a property, there's like a lot of players helping you buy that property. It's the lender, it's the real estate agent, it's the brokerage. There's also consumer-facing tech. So there's a lot of different departments within it, I think. And for me, all of it is prop tech, but there's a good amount of fintech within prop tech as well. Got it. 
Okay, makes a lot of sense. Now let's talk about Radius. So at a high level, what problem are you solving? We are trying to make uh, things really simple for real estate agents and teams to do their day-to-day business. We are a suite of tools and services that agents can use to make that one extra sale or to make their life simpler. And so that they just have to focus on that one thing that they do really well, which is client communication and everything else. We are kind of the back office operation system for them. And then how does that compare to, I guess, technology first companies like Compass? At least that's what I've read about is, you know, that's what they're trying to claim is they are, you know, tech first, they have software that supports their agents. How does what you do compare to them? Yeah, so when we started, we started off as a social network for real estate agents. So I've always had this one vision of having agents, a lot of agents on my platform and giving them the option to pick and choose whichever tools and services that they need. So we, our first phase of our product was we built a social network and that social network grew to about 85,000 agents. And we kept building tools on top of it that they can choose from. So we're kind of like an operating system right from the get-go. We have agents from Compass, we have agents from Keller Williams, we have agents from any brokerage that you name using our free platform. And then as an upgrade, they can choose to hang their license with us and join our brokerage. And in terms of tech, we are obviously far more advanced in terms of tech that we build for agents. We attack every single department of their workflow. It's whether it's recruiting other agents, whether it is educational, uh, fintech support, transaction support, listing management, offer management, client management. If they want to grow their team, if they need marketing support, they can actually build their own brand within Radius. They don't need to use Radius as a brand too. So if you're an agent working for Compass, you need to use the Compass brand. But with us, that's not the case. So in effect, we are kind of like Shopify for real estate agents. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And how did you go about growing that social network and growing that community in the early days? We relied heavily on agents inviting other agents to the network, uh, like any social network should ideally be. We used referral network as an, a way of getting people in. We used uh, educational content uh, distributed within the community to get more agents interested. But essentially, all our agents came from invites from other agents. And in terms of the profile of agents that you typically work with, you're seeing a lot of adoption with, is it like my mom or is it my sister? You know, are you targeting the real estate agents who you have been there for a long time? Or would it be someone who's, you know, younger, more digitally native, and they have a better grasp of technology? We go for everyone. The reason I say that is because we don't force tech on agents, like let's say an Apple, right? Instead, we would uh, ask them what they want and we give them exactly what they need. So the typical real estate agent is like 45 to 50 years old and is a woman. So we need to target that audience, right? Mainly. And if you look at our tech, it's pretty simple for anyone to use. Like my mom uses Instagram. So she is definitely not very tech savvy, but she gets it. So we we want to make tech so simple that anyone can use it. Makes sense. And what about market categories? How do you think about market categories? We're a tech brokerage. That's our category, right? Uh, and the way we kind of enter this market is we have three values, tech first, high margins, low customer acquisition cost. And with our social network, we have pretty, very low acquisition cost because we haven't spent a dollar on marketing. It's just the agents in our community raise their hand and say they're interested in using some tools. And in terms of tech first and high margins, we kind of make sure any problem that is thrown at us, we have a tech solution so that it's scalable. Like we don't want to make a solution for just five people. We want to make it for 50,000 people. So I would say as a category, we are a tech brokerage. 
And what's the tech brokerage landscape look like today? You know, who are the major players in it and, and what does that ecosystem look like? There's a lot of traditional brokerages and even the tech brokerages today, they call themselves tech, like you said earlier. They don't build a lot of tech. They're still brick and mortar, office space, traditional, conventional real estate companies with a little bit of tech, possibly a CRM or a website. We try to be a lot more than just those two elements. We kind of help them with every single thing that the agent needs to have to build a company. So the way I look at it, real estate agents are exactly like founders, right? They don't get a salary. Everyone thinks they make easy money. They work really hard to be where they are and have taken a lot of risk to be there. So for me, it's about powering that founder to kind of grow their business and grow their team, build a brand. So that's how we think of our brokerage. And there's very few brokerages that do that. Got it. Makes a lot of sense. And outside of the 85,000 community members that you mentioned there, are there any other metrics that you can share just to highlight the growth that you're seeing? Yeah, we started our brokerage under this umbrella of 85,000 agent community Mm -hmm. uh, about a year and a half ago. We launched it in California. And now we are in California, Colorado, Texas, Florida, Oregon, Georgia, and Washington. And we also launched our mortgage company, which is now licensed in California. And we have a similar expansion strategy there. And we are approaching close to 500 agents this year. And we probably grew like 5x this year when most other companies in real estate are not showing growth at all. Wow. And from a regulatory perspective, what does that look like as you jump from state to state? Are there different requirements for brokerages? And I'm sure there's different requirements for mortgage companies, right? Yeah, it's a process. It takes about three months to get licensed and be ready to go. But we kind of approach it earlier than we want to be there. So if we want to get to Texas in three months, we, we would have done all, all, done all the work like three months ago. So how much of your day do you spend on regulatory stuff, would you say? Oh, we have a general counsel who takes care of all these things. So you're not in the weeds at all with anything on the regulation side? So gladly, no. <laughs> I feel like that has to be the most painful work for an entrepreneur to have to work on. Yes, <laughs> you definitely need. That's another thing I've learned early in my career. Like, You don't need to be good at everything. <laughs> there are people for it. And what else from a go-to-market perspective have you guys been doing so successfully? Because that's pretty amazing growth and amazing progress. Yeah, I mean, the first four years of our company corporate life, we built the community and we kept building the the features and the product set in the community, which helped us grow the community base to 85,000. And that has been our top of the funnel. Most other companies would spend dollars on ads and wine and dine with agents and teams, even pay them to join a company. We don't do any of that. It's all inbound. It's all coming from our freemium model. So you were a community-led growth before it was cool. (laughs) I like to think so. (laughs) (laughs) And what was that community initially? Was that just on the website or did you start the community initially on something like Facebook? No, because all we had our own native uh, mobile app. Mm -hmm. If you you look up Radius and the App Store or the Play Store, you can download the app and that used to be our main channel to get agents. Got it. Very cool. And the prop tech real estate tech space is obviously booming. There's, you know, previously, I guess, before uh, the downturn, there was a lot of funding flowing there. What have you done to really stand out with investors, would you say? So we have really strong investors. We have the founders, Trulia and Zillow, as part of our investor group. So there's a lot of good advice coming from them. They've done all the mistakes they can. So they kind of saved time for me with all our board meetings. We've been very conventional, I would say, with our valuations and fundraise and everything. 
this last year, you would have probably seen a lot of companies raising at like 150x revenue multiples. And we've never done that. We've raised three rounds of funding. We've always been at the conservative side of things. And from the get-go, I think we've focused on product-led growth and community-led growth, which attracts a certain type of investors. And we've been very lucky. We've got really good investors. And were you tempted at all to go and raise FU money when you know, Tiger and Co2 were throwing around massive amounts of funding to startups? I'd be lying if I said, no, I don't want that. But it was never my approach from the beginning. Like I think right from the beginning, it was, let's finish phase one, let's go to phase two, let's just raise money for that. Because I, in my previous company, I've learned that you don't raise money too quickly because then there are other issues. When you raise a lot of money at a really high valuation, that doesn't make sense. Then you need to be worried about a down round if you don't meet your targets and all that. So it has to be realistic. So we've been fortunately in that space where we've set ourselves realistic goals and we've achieved goals all the way. Nice. That's amazing and, and very smart. Something you touched on there in terms of product-led growth and community-led growth, I'd love to zoom in on that because, yeah, as I'd mentioned, those are like the buzzwords today that every company yeah. is trying to pursue. But I think a lot of companies and a lot of founders don't realize how hard it is because it, from what I understand, it really starts at the cultural level and you have to really instill it into the organization. It's not like a one-off marketing strategy. So can you talk us through how you're able to instill those beliefs and that go-to-market approach into your team? Yeah, I mean, considering my background being completely tech, I think from the beginning, I was trying to solve problems, like even customer acquisition is a problem that every company has, right? So we wanted we wanted to use tech to solve that problem. So from the beginning, very clear for me that I have to figure out a way which has a very simple freemium model that can give some value to agents and then use that to kind of get them interested in more products. So that was always our strategy. Got it. And what excites you most about the work you get to do every day, would you say? Everything. Everything about running a company. So I I would say all the marketing calls, all the product calls, everything is a product call, basically. But I think the most interesting part of my day would be all the product-related calls and how I can read between the lines from other departments to see if there's an opportunity to build something cool in there. Uh, even when we talk to agents. So we I don't know if you've used our community but there's a audio and video conferencing application within our mobile app and web app. And there's always conversations that agents are having on this platform. And I love to get in those calls and see what they're saying because they're basically giving me my next steps to build whatever I need to build next. So I love listening to them talk in these platforms too. Nice. That's amazing. And last question here for you. If we zoom out into the future, what's the three-year vision for the company? We want to get to about 10,000 agents with the brokerage. Uh, Uh We want to keep growing the community and we want to get to all the states in the country. And then there's also a good user base outside of the country too. So we have a user base growing in UK, Middle East, Australia, Canada, uh, South America. So we obviously have big goals of promoting Radius in all these other countries and powering agents everywhere too. And just to compare that 10,000 number with the large brokerages out there, what does you know, Remax have or who is the largest brokerage in the world? I want to say Remax is the largest. I think they have about 120,000 or 170,000 agents. And there's this big brand called Realogy, which owns a lot of small, bigger brands. They have, a, again, I think I want to say about 150,000 agents. Uh, those are the two big names. EXP has about 80,000 agents. Yeah, those are the big ones. Got it. Fascinating. 
Amazing. Well, unfortunately, that's all we're going to have time to cover for today. Before we wrap, if people want to follow along with your journey as you continue to build, where's the best place for them to go? LinkedIn. Awesome, man. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to chat. Really appreciate it and really love what you're building and look forward to seeing you execute on this vision. Thanks, Brad. All right. Keep in touch. Keep in touch.